This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. This morning, while we were praying at the leaders' meeting, there was a, uh, an instruction we got to pray, and I just want us to do that here this morning. Hebrews 2.14 says that through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Jesus has destroyed the one that had the power of death. So Satan does not have the power of death anymore. And I want us to read also Isaiah 25, verse 8. We will pray briefly this morning. Jesus said, my house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations. We just received the leading to pray against the spirit of death. Grave will not have any one of us. Amen. Neither will he have any of our family members. Amen. Isaiah 25, verse 8. Hallelujah. Amen. It will swallow up death in victory. And the Lord will wipe away tears from all faces. Now, we have limited time, and I'm just going to ask you to pray with everything in you. Jesus has destroyed the one that had the power of death. He has conquered death. He has conquered the grave. We say no to the grave. None of us is going down the grave. No relative, nobody in our family, no untimely death. No accident, nothing missing, nothing broken. Everybody pray. Use the name of Jesus. Whether you're on the road, you're in the air, you are protected by his blood everywhere you go. No matter the chaos in the country, no matter the evil going on around, we dwell in the secret place of the Most High under the shadow of the Almighty. This morning as a family will raise our voice in prayer to stand on the promises of the scripture that I shall not die but live to proclaim. Somebody pray. Anywhere you find yourself for the rest of your life till your time is up here. No untimely death. No accident. We will do that for three more minutes. Everybody pray. Go to the throne of grace and plead your case. Stand in the courtroom of heaven and declare. It is written concerning me that I shall not die. I invoke that promise this morning. And I cover my family members with it. I will not be a victim of arrows flying by the day. Not destruction at noonday. In the name of Jesus Christ. I stand in the secret place of the most high. Under the shadow of the almighty. Grave, I say no to you. You are not calling for me. You are not calling my name. I respond in the name of Jesus Christ. I have nothing to do with the grave. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Road accident, air accident, no. Attacks, no. Jesus mighty name if you believe can you shout a loud amen? amen Ephesians 5 uh, verse 21 let's say the gap between us that is the gap between male and female that's what I'm talking about the gap between man and woman and Second service today, I'm going to talk about basic differences between male species and female. It's going to be tough, second service. Because I am going down to family and I'm talking about some deep things. But let's start this by saying that this is the beginning. Verse 21, submitting yourself one to another. Now I'm starting with it because of the next verse. And I've told all the single ladies in this church, in this church if a guy is dating you and all the scripture he knows is that submit to me, run away from such a person. It's going to be territorial, it's going to dominate, and it's going to afflict you. Submission begins with verse 21, not verse 22. 21 says, submit yourselves one to another. That means it's not a one-sided thing. However, there are roles in marriage. Male and female, he created them. Males are different from females. Plug and socket are not the same. But they need each other for their work to be effective. God did not create, God made some basic differences between these two species. However, let's start this way. So verse 22 says, Wives, submit yourself unto your own husbands. Well, you might not be guilty of this scripture if you are not submitting to another man. The Bible is very straightforward that I am concerned about the respect that a woman shows to her husband. So she's not under any form of obligation, even though it's a good thing to respect everybody. That's also scriptural. But primarily... What the Bible expects of you as a woman is that you submit to your own husband. 
What I want to share this morning is, when you check the Bible, anytime, except for some few cases, where uh, the man slept so much that God had to allow the woman to take over for the sake of the family. But generally speaking, when a woman assumes the role of leadership, you get into trouble. Because you are not the leader. I won't start this short about don't wear another man's garment. Talking about ministry, if you are a prophet and you cross to become an evangelist, you can die prematurely and many have died like that. When God calls you, he's very serious about what he has called you to do. Another day I will talk about voices. Anyone, who, when, you talk, when it comes to God calling you to do something, it is better for you to be too slow for God than to be too fast for God. If I want to stay until Jesus will convince me fully. Notice what I, I, I've said this to you, but I've seen this around. But it's not part of my story today. And which I've shared with you in this church before. There is a prayer group, you're all praying. And somebody says that God has told you to go and start something. And no other person in that prayer group has heard the same time you are going. That's dangerous. Why don't you start by asking God? Why anytime you see a pattern in the Bible, follow it. I will talk about that. God will never contradict himself. He has spoken to Paul and Barnabas long time ago. It was in Acts 13 that the rest had. He said, separate to Acts 13, 1 or 2. Separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work that I have called them, not I am calling them. They were already called to the work, but they were separated that day. Verse 2. So the rest heard it. The Bible said there were certain prophets and teachers as they were ministering to the Lord, they were in a gathering, and everybody heard at the same time that released Paul and Barnabas. But I see people now, they are the only ones, and their wives, or their husband, or whatever, who heard the call, and they are moving. Anyway, but that's not my concern today. But it's happening in churches across, on Facebook, just see it everywhere. One day I will teach on which God, the Nigerian Pentecostal God, is the most disorderly person I've ever known. Is the God that will tell somebody to leave a church, start another one opposite in the name of, and start calling the members of this one to join. Who told him to start? God told him. If I were listening to Brian Houston, the pastor of Hillsong, he said a man was committing adultery in their church, and he said the Spirit of God told him to do that. And he said, he said God showed him from the Bible that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That revelation is powerful, actually. <laughs> I have seen all kinds of unethical things in the body of Christ, and they said love. And the Bible says God is love. They tear down things, they destroy it, and they say they are doing it for God. God asked them to do it. The one that is on the TV also attacking all pastors, calling people names, was also told by God to stand up for the God is always telling everybody to do whatever they are doing. And you wonder, God sits in heaven and which God? Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Submit to your own husband. Now, there is a reason. Because God made two different roles. He also decided. It's as if God began to tell a woman. The most difficult thing for a woman to do is to submit. In many cases. Now, I want to speak to women who are stubborn. If you have read 1 Samuel 15. Verses 22 and 23. The Bible says stubbornness is like a sin of idolatry. Again, this is just an introduction. On that day, they were in 
I told that the book of Esther is the only book in the Bible where the name of God is never mentioned once. You will never see God in the book of Esther from chapter 1 to the end. So, there was a party. King Aiseros, a party for over 100 days. I told you before, I, I wish I was around in those days. 100 days of leave. They were just enjoying party. The king was so rich that he was feeding everybody for 100 And finally, he got to the height of the party. He exhibited his wealth, the golden cups, the honor of his majesty, the glory of the kingdom, the splendor of the kingdom, the beauty was demonstrating it for about 120 days. And he said that all these things are still just a prelude to something. That the real, real reason for this party is that the height of it, the climax of it is to show my queen and her beauty. And the king finally said, okay, just about the time all of you think you've seen it all, I want to show you now the greatest wonder of the reason for this ceremony. And he said, go call the queen. But there was a problem. A queen, the queen was busy having her own party. Listen, like I said, this is just introduction. We are going to go back to the beginning. Because if in your history lies your hope, what did God create when he created the woman? Your mission is defined by what God said at the beginning. First of all, he made man. We said that one last week. He gave man an assignment. He gave man a job and he gave man an instruction, value. Then he brought woman. And there was one mistake Adam made. Adam never thought if. So the serpent occupied that space. That's why I'm saying the gap between us. And where I'm going is to talk about how communication can help in marriage. I'm talking about healthy communication, not when you're arguing and somebody's trying to win. Regularly. And I'm second service, I will show you what makes communication very difficult naturally. And if you don't consciously bypass those things, you will both stay at the end. One year into your marriage, it's already dead. And you are just cohabiting like it's happening in many countries, many, to many people in Nigeria. Many people cannot say they are enjoying their marriage across the globe. Only people can confidently say, I am. See, if God says divorce is not a sin anymore, adultery is not a sin anymore, child. That you are free to love as many people as possible. Then you will know what is real, what is the real thing inside the heart of many people. Because at the laws of God, they are caging so God doesn't want us to be caged. He wants us to live that life from within. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is somebody with me? So, as soon as God made these two individuals, He just said, You. So, because I'm talking to women, I would remember, He said, You. That's a man. Your job, the way I have made you, what she needs from you is love. And when I talk about basic differences, seconds, I'll talk about that. He said, You, woman, what he needs from you majorly is submission. Because he is the leader. You are the follower. And there cannot be two captains in one boat. Are you hearing me? So they went to call Vashti. And Vashti came. Instead of her to come, he told the PA that, sorry, I am having my own party here also. I am having my party here. So tell the king I cannot come. Number one, the king's money. 
the king's palace. You, Vashti, you are a queen because of the king. Are you following me? That's why the Bible says, if a woman prophesies without covering her head, and people have turned that to tie something on their head, there's nothing wrong to tie something on your head, but the Bible started from that scripture from the beginning, that the head of every woman, when you take time to read the Bible, you understand what he's saying. Paul started by saying that, before he told you to cover your head, he first defined the head he was talking about. He said the head of every man is God. The head of every woman is the man. Then he said, when you prophesy with your head open, and now many women see, there are steps you can take. And there, there will start, be, you start having injuries in your family. All because you refuse to submit to your husband. Samuel interpreted it this way. That stubbornness is as a, a sin of idolatry. That means the way God views an idol worshiper is the way he views somebody who refuses to submit. We talk about, remember I've been talking about, I'm not giving power to men to oppress and do that. No. But I am talking about roles being played in marriage. So Vashti sat down. She said, no. My own party is getting very sweet. That is the beginning of division in every family. When you are pursuing two different agendas. Which agenda should be pursued? It is supposed to be received by the man. And God does not bypass the man, except in some cases, which I have shared some of them. But there are also many men sleeping. And when you make it difficult for the woman, God will have no choice. He will bypass you. Are you following me? If, because if it's an unconditional stop that women should submit unconditionally, then when your husband tells you to go and die, you should go and die. When he tells you that you are working in a bank, steal all the money there, you should steal all the money there. But we know that's not possible. So it cannot be an unconditional submission. It has to be that as the man operates within the confines of the authority given to him by God. Is somebody hearing me? The same mistake that Adam made was the same mistake that Abraham made. In Genesis 15, Abraham just finished having a powerful encounter with God. Then in chapter 16, as soon as he came down from the mountain, Mother Sarah went to meet Abraham and he said, I lose and we are not going to have children. Why don't you sleep with my maid? She took initiative of what the family should do to give birth and she grew seriously. Because when you operate outside your position, you get into trouble. All that happened to David happened because he was at home when kings were going to battle. But remember, I have started with this. Women will be pushed to want to take initiative when the men are sleeping. So, she might injure herself doing so, but primarily it is the fault of the man. Because if you leave no space, she will not take it. Believe me sincerely, the case of man and a woman is like a driver and a passenger. Somebody, two people cannot drive a car at the same time. You can't. Only one person can drive. There has to be only one driver. And when you are talking and trying to control the driver, you might both have accident. That's happening to many marriages. However, it is possible truly as a woman to sit at the passenger seat and watch your husband driving you to forest. What are you going to do with children there? And that's the way some men are driving. It is very obvious. The wife can see that the way you are driving, you are taking the whole family to a ditch. But you are the man behind the wheels. What should she do? Rest on the steering with you or watch who killed the whole family. 
So this is why uh, I said I will talk with me, but it looks like I'm going to be about to men. I, I will I will completely say this is why the same Sarah who suggested some years back, as soon as Abraham slept with Agai, God stopped talking to Abraham for about 16 years. Ishmael was born about 14 years. Then God came back when Abraham was 99. He had Ishmael when he was 85 or 86. God now spoke finally when Abraham was 99. Genesis 17 verse 1. He said, walk before me and be perfect. Your steps are me. You are missing steps. Now, the same Sarah that suggested some that led them to trouble and led, him, led them to quietness as in wilderness for 14 years was the same Sarah that woke up one morning and saw Ishmael punching and tweeting, doing something to Isaac. And he said to Abraham, Genesis 21, I don't want to see that woman and her son in this house. The Bible said the thing grieved Abraham. But in the night, God came to Abraham and said, do exactly what Sarah said. Now, if as a man, you want to listen to Sarah only, Sarah just led you into trouble some years back, made you sleep with your maid. Should she ever be listened to again? But then Sarah came up again because this is where I really want to build on and walk one woman. But I'm just touching on different things. I'll pick each one later. There is a power given to women to lead men. That's part of influence. Not leading as a leader, but leading or helping as an influencer. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Mm. Ah, dear Lord Jesus. I want to be sure that somebody is hearing me. Praise the Lord. But the most difficult thing, and over and over again, once you are stubborn, your head is uncovered. And once your head is uncovered, you open door for the enemy to your family. This is all I just want to share with women today. There is a tendency of wanting to be in control, especially women who are choleric. There is a tendency of wanting to argue and direct the family. Some do it directly, some do it subtly. Hallelujah. But when that is done, there will be a problem. You are driving a car that you are not satisfied to drive. And it's happening everywhere. I want to move deeper. I don't want to talk about roads now, but I just want to leave because I mean, I'm going to this about all I will share. The word of God is about, is able to break every half. Truly, your husband might not be a perfect person. But when you understand divine organogram, you will not try to break it. You will not try to break it. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. Let's read. When we come next week, this is where I intend to start with because there are women we use as an example from the one that became a pillar of salt that look back what is the spiritual meaning of all these things that we talk about. Of course, we are going to climax in Proverbs 31, woman, woman, the virtuous woman, that her husband becomes radiant because of her. Those are the kind of women that... But you see, you know, something occurred to me. If Abraham were to live in our time, and when he saw those three visitors, Abraham just ran to the tent and just told Sarah that Sarah kill a cow now and start cooking. In our time, some Sarahs will say, Ah, 
don't know if you get what I'm saying. You don't know what I'm saying. Some serious we argue that sorry, you didn't tell me yesterday that you will be expecting visitors today. And God will be watching you raking for your husband. I am watching Telemundo. And you said you have three guests that you didn't tell me about yesterday. And I have seen this scenario over and over again. Let me tell you the truth. In some cases, God can tell your husband something and he might not tell you you are supposed to follow. Now, here is the problem. Men, if you don't have a track record of that your decisions are always very correct, maybe not because of decision, it will be impossible for a woman to follow you she's a fool. You told them to invest and you lost all the money. You told them to do the loss and you told them to do the data. Say, let's relocate. You locate and relocated back. And now she has wasted 13 years of her life, financialist, leading or leadership. And you now still want her to follow you. That's going to be very difficult. There is no way I talk about, because even though I'm trying, there's no way I talk about women that it will not come back to men. Because everything rests on who the leader is. And the leader determines the atmosphere within your sphere of influence or within your home. It is true. So, sincerely speaking, of course there are women who are truly stubborn. That was what I came to all about. That I should tell them, you will destroy yourself if you are like that. Now, the worst part is that you are making life difficult for your children. You don't want to see the same trait in your children. I'm going to be very open about certain things about sex and everything, second service. That's why I'm about. I'm just trying to lay the foundation that this is very important. You see, one of the mistakes that people make when they get married is also to still want to live as an individual. The day you both sign that registry, it's as if you are you, you sign a registry, that register that you normally sign. When you sign it, you have already signed into a life. You are you are forsaking me for us. It is very similar to when you give birth to a child. You cannot say, this is when I normally sleep, so whether you cry as a baby or not, I'm not going to carry you, I want to sleep now. It does not happen. When you sign to work with a bank, it's going to affect your dressing. If you're a guy, whether you like that or not, it's not about what you like anymore. You are signing for something, you signed up for something, you have to live with the responsibility of what you have. It is true. So when I talk about role circumstance, it is not because you like it or you don't like it. It is your responsibility. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I've just said now? It's just that that responsibility, your partner can make it very easy on you or very difficult on you. Or difficult for you. Your partner can do that. Can make it very easy and make it very difficult. He can do it all the two. But there is an obligation placed upon your head on what you have to do by the virtue of being married. So Sarah never argued once. And the day Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac, he did not even tell Sarah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Amen. Ah. You know, sometimes when I stand like this, like it's happening now, I go through a lot of temptations. There are many things to say. But the Bible said that I spoke to them as, as much as they could hear. I always don't want to go beyond syllables. When I'm praying, I seem to know where to stop in this service and I do always want to go beyond it. 
So, this is about all I want to say for now. I don't want to start digging into uh, Sarah, Rebecca, and different people in the Bible that we'll still look at later. But for now, let's just stop here. I am using Vashti as an example. When you think it's all about you in marriage, there's already a problem. Hallelujah. You are meant to listen to your husband. Sincerely speaking, he has become like a boyfriend and a father to you at the same time. That is what marriage mirrors. The more intelligent a woman is, the more you have achieved in life, the more it can be difficult to want to submit. Now you have all kinds of certifications. In those days, it was uh, a lot easier. The man will go to the farm, the woman will stay at home to cook. She had no choice. The husband was giving everything. But things are changing now. But I am submitting to everybody that because God dwells in past, present, and future together, he has looked at marriage and he has said that this is the blueprint. No culture saw the future. So culture cannot be your yardstick. You can't deal with your wife the way culture has taught you or your family. Your family did not see the future. When they were getting married, there was no internet. And I don't understand why some people will hold on to what they've been told in their house. About women or about men. When our grandparents were doing their own, there was no internet. Women were not working then. Only God who saw this because God lives in future and past and present together. He looks at the three realms. Whether in the year 20, 20, 2090 or in the year 1840, God said, a woman, if you submit, you are going to have a great marriage. Man, if you love your woman, those are the two demands that God is making. But how easy is submission for women? Do you know, ah, God, I have seen men correcting their wives in secret, just alone in the room, and she will still get angry. There is a tendency for, now most singles don't do that yet. But when people get married, are you in a competition with your husband? Somehow, naturally, most women don't like to be corrected. I hope you know, when a woman tells you that, is this close nice? She's not exactly looking for your opinion. She's looking for you to agree. Dear, should I wear this? It's okay. Ah, no, maybe she wear another one. It's okay, what's wrong with it? So why are you asking me? All married men can understand this. It's agreement she's looking for. Not necessarily. In some cases, they can be like, okay, they want to, they want to. But in most cases, it's about agreement. She loves that. We're just asking you that agree with me. And if you're a wife and you don't want trouble, just agree. <laughs> so it's very beautiful. And your way, I'll say, Lord, help her to know. It's not beautiful. Are you with me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. To submit. That's it. That's the major challenge. So somehow, especially when the husband is trying to tell you something you don't agree with. You see, you are not called a humble person when you agree with him because you believe in what, he, what he's saying. It is when you have a different opinion and you submit your opinion to him. That is when you can... Ah, I'll wait for you. I'll wait for second. Please listen to second service. Because I want to talk about what really happens in marriage. It is true. 
Somebody asked me that, do I believe in joint accounts? No, I don't. Keep your money. The Bible says, flee from all appearances of evil. Don't do things that will create problems for the two of you. Sex, money, and family are three things that can easily destroy a marriage. They are supposed to be a blessing, but they can be a curse if they are not well handled. It is true. And can I say this to women? Anytime you try to control a man, you get into trouble. And it will affect relationships seriously. The power you are given is power of influence and healthy communication, not control and stronger than stubborn acts. You can't do that. And that's what some people try to do. You know, there are women, they try to control their, who, is their, who their husband is looking at. A man that is pure, a clean man, who is living rights, if, if, if you put up a gesture that looks like you are suspecting him, and you are trying to like control, reduce his connection with somebody, maybe after service talking to a lady, and you are trying to put up a face somehow, that might be the beginning of your destruction. I'm talking about a clean man. He's never done anything wrong. You know it's not the but somehow you can't just stand it when he's talking to someone else. You will just enjoy yourself for nothing. There are better ways to have complete affirmation. And I'll talk about some of the second service. But just understand that dragging matters with your husband will never help you. Your power is in communication and leadership through influence. Not by standing to his face and telling him what to do and what not to do. And many try to do that. There is a possibility that as soon as you marry so that you are more brilliant than your husband. There's nothing shameful about your wife being more brilliant. When it comes to filling documents, my wife is better. So I don't feel any documents. I don't feel documents at all. Uh, yeah. Every time I wanted to travel, the whole family, I, I, I don't know. I don't sign anything. I only sign. Uh, maybe UK, well, the last, last two times when UK embassy with the children, she did everything. All my documents to travel out, maybe I'm going to make everything and I want to renew my visa. She does everything. There is a tendency that I will make a mistake when I do it. And she, she, because when I was in school, I hated mathematics. But she loved my, you see, instead of us to use someone's strengths, we become intimidated and start fighting. So many African men don't like it when their wives are, when they are richer. But you know one thing, if a woman is destined to be rich, you better allow her and have your freedom. Or you just enjoy yourself. Every time your wife proposes about business, your business goes to another level. When it is you, it goes down. And you come as I am the man. Well, shut up. And that's what some people do. If you know that it's in a particular that you have your wife has a track record. That when she says things, they happen bed when die. Why don't you leave that area for her? I know how to live a very simple life. I don't understand. In the first place, I hate now with documents. So she, she's doing that. I'm very happy. I'll tell her, tell me when I'm to sign. If I, I tell her, I say, where, where, where am I putting the signature? I say, here. Yeah. I said, that's all. That is all that matters to me. Hallelujah. Somebody asked when we gave her that, who should the children? I said, let them look like how. I said, I said, Ali, school work. Let them look like how. <laughs> My own life is. I said, this is better. 
I, I don't understand why. And it's because of things. Just wait for me for second service. Because this is where everything is coming from. That makes people to have different. But, but just understand. The vision in the house. A woman trying to run independently. Try to control things. You are going to get yourself injured in many ways. All of you that are single here. You are still very blessed. To choose a man that you are comfortable submitting to. It will help you. It's still your choice. Not the one that can buy things for you. The one that you feel comfortable. You believe in his leadership. You respect his leadership. You follow him with joy. That is the kind of man you should marry. It's one of the major questions you should ask when the guy is asking you out. Can he command my followership? If you can't say yes to that, please let him go. Because otherwise, you are going to scatter the whole thing eventually. And if you are concerned about what people will say, you'll stay in that marriage, but there's no joy, there's not. You are just managing two of you there. Let's rise. Is someone blessed this morning? You can never successfully nag your husband into full responsibility. Nagging doesn't work. But there is a way. I'm going to talk about the power of influence and we look at four ladies. We look at Rebecca. We look at Esther. We look at how did she get... There is a power of influence that is given to a woman. If it is used very well, you can get your husband into becoming anything you want him to become. I will talk about that. It is possible that you are more open to spiritual things. Your husband is less open. It's still your husband. Nagging and making life uncomfortable at all is not going to help. I am talking to all HOD women. Be submissive. It's a demand of the scripture. It is. And you will win his loyalty. Just do your part as submit. Honor your husband in such a way that he knows that you honor him from the depth of your heart. Can he go to the office and say to his colleague that my wife honors me 100%? This is very important. And part of the honor will mean that you must be interested in what he's interested in. See, this is why, sincerely speaking, you cannot be crying, uh, crying of, how they say, cold or whatever, after entering water. You can't say you want to swim, but you don't like the wetness that will come with it. It is now up to a pastor or some other people to tell a man that, okay, you don't put your mother before your wife. But if you are the one fighting that battle, you are going to lose it. You had a choice before. You shouldn't have chosen a man who is so into his mom that he will put his mom before another person before you. You can't tell him now that he should forsake his mom. You had a choice. Now that you are married to you have to love him and love his mom. If you win his loyalty by influence, and now begin telling her, love your mom, but see, put your own first. If you try to do it through nagging, most homes have been broken homes that are broken because of what I just shared now. Maybe over 50%. The husband has a sister. You cannot tell him what he's been doing all his life to just stop because of you. However, you can stop him through influence. You're never supposed to separate him from his family anyway, but you can cause him to be balanced by your influence. But you can never win that battle with arguments, with nagging and everything. 
And that's what people are trying to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? The first way to influence him is to love what he loves. Oh, you to join him to honor that mother so much. Then start bringing him to HOD. And he will start hearing me saying that, husband, love your mom, but love your wife. And that please create a gap between your mom and your wife so that they will not clash. So you honor this, you honor what a wise man. When he start listening to Pastor Shola, then he will be balanced. But if you are the one trying, his mom comes, you are already fuming and everything. It's going to feel, if, if truly the man has been held seriously by his mom growing up, you're going to make him feel like you are taking his life away from him by telling him to. And that's what many people do. There are friends that he, he loves to hang out. Let him be a person in authority telling him that you cannot be going out with your friends. You need to find out from your wife if she wants you to go or not. But that kind of battle, you can't fight it as a woman. Once you do, you lose the marriage. And great mistake, if you fight with the bed, error. And most women do that. So no sex again because of this. It touches you, you start... Especially because you think he's a Christian man and he has no choice. Really? As a Christian, yes, he doesn't have any choice. Nobody does something bad because of any reason. Just like a lamb will not just start going to eat grass because of nobody does something bad. However, why are you pushing him? Don't you know there is someone called the judge and is watching? Are you getting what I'm saying? This is very, very important. Father, we thank you. We give all the glory. Thank you for your word. We honor you, Lord Jesus. All praise to your name. In Jesus' name. Hello. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, um, after listening to God's word like this, and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him and it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to employ you now to give your heart to Christ. And by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously. He has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now. And I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation in Christ.